0: Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. This morning we're going to wrap up our series called... Change. We've been exploring change. Change and transformation that God has in us. As God change and transforms us. Change and transforms us by His grace. Change and transforms us by the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Change and transforms us by the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. As we talk about change, we've been working with this one definition of change. Change. To make something different. To undergo a transition a transformation, or a substitution. Life is all about change. And when you think about change, you may think about Edmund Spark. I don't know if you know or not Edmund, Elliot Spark. Do you know who Elliot Spark is? Well, he, he, he's a guy that was kind of like the Amazon of his day. In the early 1900s, he sold, um, not Spark... Perkins, sorry. See, now that's probably why I confused you. Perkins, because he was like the Amazon of his day, because he sold products. He mail-ordered products. All kinds of different things. Things for your house, you know, cleaners. He did food. He did medicines. He even had his own sunburn solve. Thankfully, you know, we won't get sunburn out here today. And in 1920, he decided to create his own company. He ventured out on his own, and as he tried to collect products that he could sell, he created something called Perkins Products Company, even developed on one of his other products that he's probably best known for. He took, and he was able to transform water. I got here a pitcher of water with me here, and he transformed water into something that was refreshing, something new, something different. He did this with this product that he developed that was a syrup that he sold in these glass jars, and that then he, because again, it was a mail order product, that he would mail order a ship to whoever purchased it. Now, just like today, you know, usually when you ship something, the lighter it is, the better. So the heavier it is, the more it costs. So he needed to find a new way to sell this product. And, you know, this, this, what was called fruit smack. Sounds good, right? Fruit smack. It was fruit smack. And he discovered that he could take this syrupy stuff and he could turn it into crystal form. And then this crystal form, he could put in these little envelopes. And these little envelopes he would take, and then he could mail those out a lot lighter, and and, and he would distribute these to anybody who wanted them and would transform ordinary water into something amazing. Of course, you've all had Fruit Smack before, haven't you? Yep, nope, maybe. Some of you are saying yes because we know what it is. Some of you say, I have no idea. You see, Fruit Smack, you probably better know it as what we call Kool Aid, you know, where you take and you transform, you know, water into. Mmm something refreshing on a hot summer day. I mean, how many of you had Kool-Aid before? Okay, how many of you had fruit smack before? Now that you know what it is, it's Kool-Aid. So if you had Kool-Aid, you've had fruit smack. They just changed the name. Same thing. It's something amazing. You transform it and it becomes something new and refreshing. In the same way, we talk about transformation. We talk about how God is transforming us, how he's changed us from what we were and to who we are now by the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, by the power of his Spirit working inside of us. This really smells good. There's no sugar in it, though. Probably not quite as good. But, you know, Kool-Aid, you know, is just a great example of what it is when our God transforms us. That is, we are transformed by his love, by his grace, and his mercy. So today we're going to wrap up this series on change. On this series on exploring what it means that our God is a God of change and transformation as He changes our lives. And we're going to focus on the words that Paul writes here in 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read these words here for you, and this is from God's Word Translation. Whoever is a believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared. A new way of living has come into existence. Now, I don't know about you. How many of you like, you know, new things? Some of you do. How many of you like old things? Yeah, you know, it's actually sometimes it's kind of fun, you know, to buy old things. Like, like an old car. I was telling Dale this morning, you know, we were in St. Louis to pick up Chelsea and at the hotel, they had a, you know, like a hot rod convention. Some were new cars, some were old cars. You know, and those wind, or those doors that turn around that you've got to go through and don't touch them or you break them. So I was watching this guy pull up with a new car, and I was not touching the door, but I was looking, and I was sure that I had cleared the opening. Do you know that there was this door right there, glass right there, and I just ran right into it because they're looking at this really cool old car. And the guys getting out of the car laughed at me. I don't know why. I said, your car was really cool. It's a really old, cool car. And a lot of other old, cool cars. You know, but you also, you know, um, talk about old things. I mean, I I have an old car. A car that's about 30 years old. So I'm ready to get rid of that car, get something new. Probably not brand new, but something newer to replace that car. And many of us, you know, we live in an old house, a used house. You know, we built a new house one time, but, you know, our house now is, is a used house. We bought it. Other people have lived there, and they've made it their home. Now we make it our home. I want to give you just a moment here, and with the folks sitting next to you in the same household, if you want, what is something that is um, used that you would not want to buy? Just take a moment, turn around the person next to you, and share. If you're online, you know you can quickly type it in and post that. All right. If you want, if you could shout it out really loud, you can shout something out. I didn't hear what you said though. Shoes, no used shoes. I was surprised somebody didn't say underwear. I mean, I've I bought used shoes before, and I spray them with Lysol and clean them all out. I, I'm thankful I don't have to buy used underwear. Some people do, but I, I this is something I'm. And, and, and earlier this morning, Bob said toilets. I mean, there's some things we just don't want used, but some things are really cool. Like a, an old used car could be a really cool car to have. Or at least if you're in college, it could be a car to drive. You know, I, and I love to go thrift shopping sometimes. And one of the cool things I got at the thrift shop, because I, if you know me, I, I love coffee. And one of the times I at a thrift shop, there it was sitting on the counter, an almost new, slightly used, probably used once because they couldn't figure it out, coffee press. And if you know what a coffee press is, you know, you put the grounds in there, you pour the hot water, and you got to give it some turbulence there, and you stir it up, and then you press down, and that makes such a rich, delicious cup of coffee. It's so, so, so good. But yeah, you know, we like new things, a lot of us. You know, and we talk about new things. Maybe part of the reason we like new things is, yeah, because of consumerism, but we also like new things because we are new people. We are a new creation in God. In our Savior, Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. Well, before we dig into the text, let's kind of step back into why Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. This is his second letter. This is 2 Corinthians, not 1 Corinthians. Well, Paul wrote this because, you know, Paul, you talk about someone who experienced change and transformation in his life. If you know his story, before he was Paul, he was Saul. And in the early movement of the Jesus followers, you know, shortly after Jesus had suffered, died, you know, rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven. You know, they were starting to gather and the numbers were growing. And the religious leaders at that time, you know, said, you, Saul, can go after these Jesus followers, these Christians. And you can can take away their property. You can, you know, beat them up. You can imprison them. You can even have them put to death. And so on his way to Damascus, of course, if you know his story, he encountered Jesus. And, and there his life is transformed, not only his life, but his name, from Saul to Paul. And so Paul becomes a missionary. He is so moved by this experience, this new life that he has. He goes going all over this part of the known world by Jerusalem and Israel and, and other parts of the world. They're sharing the good news of a God who offers transformation in his love for us in Jesus. So one of the places that Paul began a group of Jesus followers was in Corinth. Paul had been there and now he's hearing that there are some people who have followed after him They say, don't listen to Paul. Paul doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Jesus loves you, but... And they begin adding to those other things you need to do. Jesus loves you, but you've got to make sure you do this over here. Jesus loves you, but you've got to abstain from that over there. Jesus loves you, but that's not enough. And Paul wants to make sure that they understand that Jesus is all that they need. That it is Jesus' love that transforms us, that shapes us. It is Jesus' love that he writes a little earlier in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And that we should no longer live for ourselves, but we live for the one who died for us. A life that is changed, a life that is transformed. You are a new creation. And this idea of a new creation is not like a once and done kind of thing. This is an ongoing transformation. God is continuing to work in our lives. God is continuing to transform us. To make us from what we once were, I think again about water and Kool-Aid, into what we can be. And as Paul talks about this, as he continues there after verse 17, about this ministry of reconciliation, about the good news of Jesus Christ, that we are part of that ministry of reconciliation. We are part of sharing the good news of Jesus. You have been changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we talk about this change that we have experienced, that we experience yet again this day, is an experience that changes our entire lives. It changes our understanding of who our God is and our relationship, our connection to God. It changes our understanding of our relationship with one another as a community of believers here at Holy Savior. It changes our understanding of God's love for the world. And that love compels us. That love compels us to see change in our lives. Change as we wrestle through sin, change as we wrestle through the ups and downs of life, change as we look at a new vision and, and, and a mission plan for us going forward into this year and into the years to come. Because we have this new vision statement, we haven't said it for a while, so let's see if some of you remember what it is. It's growing in Jesus and sharing his love. Now you got to say that with me. At home you say this too. Growing in Jesus, sharing his love. You see, this transformation, this new creation is a continual growing. It's why we gather together. We grow as we gather together. We gather together because we are compelled by his love to live and share this love that we have, to celebrate this love that we have. And we gather together. We also grow because, again, this new creation, this growing that we have, is not a once-and-done kind of thing. It's not, hey, I was baptized many years ago. I was confirmed. Now I'm done. We are continually growing in our faith. We're continuing to grow in this love that Jesus has for this love that compels us to grow. And we go. We go as we serve one another, but also we go as we serve into our community and our world. This love that compels us to go, this new creation that we are, that we are not looking just for ourselves. We're looking to share the love of Christ through our words and our actions. We do that as we collected school items and cash to help get more school items for three of our public schools. You know, and, and, and we can do that as we have heard about it. We're going to pray about a little bit later on. We prayed for last week, you know, the, the refugees in Afghanistan. It won't be long before there are some here in the United States and there'll be some here in Lincoln. And already Holy seaver has been asked, you know, would we help welcome a family from Afghan Afghanistan and um, welcome them into the community? And there's a lot of ways we can do that from helping to collect stuff to meeting them at the airport to really going and investing ourselves and compelled by that love to invest a number of months of our lives making sure they are welcome, connected, and growing. That love that compels us to do things like serve at Mount Tablet Kitchen. That love that compels us to, you know, do things like go on a short-term mission trip to Poland. We hope next year we can take a full team again. That love that compels someone like Chelsea to say, I'm going to pick up and become a geo-missionary. You can ask her more about what a geo-missionary is versus a career missionary, and to continue serving there in the Czech Republic. That love that compels us is a love that has changed us. It has created us new by the power of the Spirit, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. You are His new creation. We are His new creation. Just like Mr. Perkins transformed water into Kool-Aid. So we are transformed, not into Kool-Aid, thankfully. Though as good as it is, we are transformed Into the new creation, and to those compelled by the love of Jesus to share His love. So a challenge for us as we move into this new week, and really as we move into the fall season, and we begin exploring more, you know, what this vision and mission plan looks like for us here. How is His love compelling you? And specifically identify that one area where you say, you know, this is where His love is compelling me, and maybe I haven't been listening, maybe I've been trying to ignore it. The Holy Spirit Help me to hear that compelling love, how it shapes me and transforms me and sends me to the mission field right under my feet. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in Jesus. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would be with us, that you would bless us by the power of your spirit, that we would continue to be changed and transformed by your grace and by your love. We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening. And until next time.